listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on December 5th, 1943, and it's called The Bubbling Death. neighborhood blue coal dealer brings you the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. The shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Several years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret, the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Bubbling Death. George, George, wake up quick. What's the matter? Somebody's in the garden. You know, who'd be down there this time of night? Talk to her, Curry. This is going to Like your brother. Bob? Are you sure? Oh, look. Ah, Bob, all right. Bob? Bob? Helen, he's walking toward the cauldron. Oh, no, not me. Not him. Not him. Bob, come back. Come back. Come back. Come And that Mr. Cranston is the last we ever saw of my brother-in-law. By the time my husband got out to the cauldron, Bob had disappeared into that hideous sea of mud. Oh, how awful. You were a friend of Bob's, Mr. Cranston. There's no one else I can turn to. Tragedy is the of my husband's mind. You've got to help me, Mr. Cranston. I've got to know what terrible secret is wiping out the Legrand. I'll do my best, Mrs. Legrand. 
There were three brothers, weren't there? Yes. The oldest brother, Jonathan, went the same way a few months ago. Walked into the cauldron in the middle of the night. Were you and your husband there at the time? No. My husband's an engineer. We were in South America with our little boy, Tommy. When we got Bob's table, we heard back home. Where is your home, Mrs. Van? In the bayou country of Louisiana. When we got there, we found Bob gloomy and depressed. Couldn't get a word out of him for weeks. First Jonathan and Bob were sent to get moved in. George is the same way. This cauldron you spoke about, exactly what is it? It's an old lie pit in the woods back of the estate. Vine is eating away the soil around it. Full of mud and decline now. Gas underneath it. Whole thing boils and bubbles all over. Tommy threw a ball out on it once and his little dog tried to touch it. The mud swallowed it. Oh, horrible. Cauldron's got Jonathan and Bob now. He'll be my husband's turn next year and tell me. Oh, Mr. Cranston, you've got to come down to the estate and find out what's making the little grand's walk to it next. Well, there it is, Margot. The Legrand Ancestral Estate. Dismal looking, isn't it? Frightening is the word. You look at that house, you know. It's like a veil covering. That's the mist, Margot. It comes up out of the swamps. Those windows look like eyes staring at you. Yes, and that crack down the middle of the masonry doesn't look too reassuring. It's like something out of coal. Here's the gate. <laughs> that gate could certainly use a little oil. Now, what's the step, Margot? Don't worry, I will. Yeah. Yes? I'm Lamont Cranston, Mrs. Lane. Mrs. Lebrun is expecting us. Yes, come in. My name is Keith. I'm the caretaker. Mrs. Legrand told me to show you to your rooms. I'll take your things. Thank you. Right this way to the living room. Even glowing in here. Caretaker, Margo, I seem to remember. What, Margo? No, nothing, Margo. Oh, Lamont, look. Hmm? Look at that painting over the fireplace. Why, she's lovely. Probably family ancestor. Oh, she is beautiful. I see you uh, admiring the picture. Yes. Who is she? That's Florette Legrand, the first owner of this house. You wouldn't think to look at her that she was a murderess. A murderess? You mean that beautiful girl actually killed somebody? Oh, I could tell you things about this family that they're better left unsaid. On the contrary, Keith, we'd like very much to hear them. Well... Florette Grand was a singer in the days when this state still belonged to France. Oh, she was wild, undisciplined. She lured half a dozen men to their deaths in this house. What happened to her? Law finally caught up with her. She died in the gallows. That's an amazing story. Her descendants have lived in this house over 200 years, and there's been violent death in these rooms in every generation. It's her curse on the house of Legrand. It's taken poor Mr. Bob and Mr. Jonathan. Now, what do you mean by that? It's her evil spirit that's lured them to their death. Come on. Come on. I'm in here, Margo. The living room. Oh, I wish you wouldn't leave me alone in this place. I'm oh, sorry, Margo. Just outside having a look at the cauldron. Did you find anything out there? Go over here by the window, Margo. I want to show you something. What is it, Mom? I'll just pull back these grates. Now, look over there, over that light. I don't see anything with a lot of mist. Keep looking. 
stranded, eh? Right? They seem to be taking shapes. Yes, Margot. Vague, unreal shapes. Ooh. That's a floating, headless body. Illusion caused by the fog that hangs over the loose hawk. I've never seen fog like this before, when I? That haze out there looks like a falling evil. I almost get the feeling that it's alive. It is alive. You shouldn't have opened those gates. This house is in mourning. Oh, we're terribly sorry. I don't believe we've met you. I'm Melinda. The house is. This is the grand head to tell you she and the doctor will be down soon. Thank you, Melinda. Hello. Hello. Who are you? I'm Margot Lynn. And this is Mr. Crenshaw. Hello, son. You must be Tommy, Mr. Crenshaw. Uh-huh. Mommy told me you were coming. Do you know when James? Well, then what do you do? Gee, that'll be swell. Melinda won't let me play with a pretty lady anymore. We had such fun together. The dress made a funny noise and she had bells on it. That'll do, Tommy. Run along upstairs. I won't. I want to stay down here. That's your bedtime. Come along. Don't touch me. What, Tommy? He never lets me have any fun. I hate her. I hate her. Tommy often go off into phantoms like that? Nothing a Lagrand does would surprise me. Who is this pretty lady Tommy was talking about? Oh, you... You mustn't pay any attention to the child. Sometimes he... Talks about things that don't exist. Melinda, did Jonathan and Barbara Grand ever talk about things that didn't exist? I'm not one to speak ill of the dead. If you'll excuse me, I'll get on with my She's a strange woman. I've kept it so long, Mr. Hanley. This is Dr. Hanley. He's been attending my husband. How do you do? How do you do? Doctor, do you mind if I ask you a few questions about George? That is, if you don't mind, Mrs. Legrand. Of course not. Well, this ailment George is suffering from, mightn't it be just shock brought on by the loss of his two brothers? It's more than shock, Mr. Cranston. man seems to be constantly listening to something. Looking toward the door as though you were expecting something to happen. That's what's so horrible. If only we knew what it was. If only we could get George to tell us. Well, I'm afraid it will be a long time before your husband will be able to tell us anything, Mr. Grand. He's either seen or heard something that has left a terrific impression on him. Whatever it is, it's frozen him into a silence from which I can't move him. One more question, Doctor. This thing that's affecting him, would you say he was afraid of it? No. The same part about it, Mr. Cranston. He doesn't show any symptoms of fear. Only a terrific anxiety. As if he couldn't wait to see or hear this thing again. You came this there. What are you doing walking around the halls at this hour, Margaret? Well, I kept seeing things behind those heavy black drapes in my room. Now, this spend and I curled up on this hall sofa, fully dressed and wide awake. I don't blame you, Margaret. This place isn't exactly conducive to sleep. Oh. I've just been reading a book I found downstairs in the library. A history of the grand family, Margaret. Hmm. Must have been interesting reading. If what Keith told us about Florette the grand is true. Keith didn't exaggerate a bit. Houses a heritage of death. Violent death. I guess. You never thought them. Well, I've seen Keith before. It's hard to forget a face like It's more like a skull with eyes. You know, has it ever occurred to you that Jonathan and Robert the grand might have committed suicide? 
Yes, suicide would fit in with the brother's gloomy temperament. Only one thing wrong with that, dear. What? Well, drowning in mud isn't one of the accepted methods of suicide. before? Oh, yes, it's her. It's Florette Grand. What makes you so certain? He walks these halls at night seeking revenge. Revenge? For what? It was her own brother, the Duke Arnie Legrand, who convicted her. She won't stay dead till she's taken the last of the Legrands with her. It's a curse. Yes, it's a curse. <laughs> you believe in ghosts, Lamont? I don't know, Martha. But, Lord! What kind of material would make a swishing sound like the one we heard? What? Taffet, I guess. Take a good look at that painting, Martha. That one of Florette Legrand. An excellent job. You could even see the grain of the cloth in her gown. Oh, Lord. It's taffet. Black taffet. Yes, Martha. And that ornament on her wrist is a charm bracelet. Lamont, I don't mind telling you this place gives me the creep. Well, what's the matter now, Margot? The picture over the fireplace, this, this living room, even the furniture seems to be hiding things. I know, Margot, but we've got to stick it out. Two members of the family have walked to their death in the cauldron. Until we find out what's got them out there, George Legrand, his wife and child, are in danger of being murdered, too. And you're certain it was murder? Yes, Margot. Cunning, diabolic murder. Oh, it's this ghost business that's got me on edge. That thing we saw in the hall last night wasn't a ghost. But you... Quiet, Margot. There's a storm coming up. I'd better fasten the shutters. Now, oh, there's bad things brewing. I've seen many things in this house, heard things. Why do you stay on if you don't like it here? Well, they gave me a home. It's little enough I can do to stay on when all the other servants have left. What about Melinda? She's still here. It's one of the reasons I stayed. I wouldn't trust her alone in the house with Mrs. Legrand and the boy. What's the matter, Mr. Legrand? It's George. He's out there walking towards you. Good heavens, no. He's going toward the car, and you've got to stop him. Mr. Legrand, Margot, going up. Hold him on. Hold him on. Be careful. There he goes, the way his brothers went out into the dark. It's your evil spirit that draws them. Stop him. Back to Shadow. Now here is footprints. 
Right up to the edge of the cauldron. I'm afraid we're too late. No one could have saved him. He was doomed to go. How deep is this like this? It has no bottom. I've tried filling it in. The murderous box was left open like this. Why wasn't it fenced off? I tried that too, but the storms around here have ruled the fence. We can't do anything out here. Let's go back to the house. A nasty job killing Mr. Legrand. I'd better close the storm doors around back. Is he? Got to put yourself together, Mrs. LeGrand. George. I'm afraid we were too late. Oh, George. George. I came to his room to say goodnight. The door was wide open. He was gone. Oh, Mr. Cranston, what horrible thing has taken them all? My suspicions are correct, Mrs. LeGrand. I can promise you we'll know before this night is over. <laughs> Don't worry. Come on, there goes the light. Mr. Cranston, I'm afraid. Some candles, Mrs. LeGrand. That's the matches here. Margot! Margot, where are you? Put your candles on the mantelpiece. Oh, wait. Oh, I've got them. Yeah, that's bad. Margot! Margot's disappeared! We've made a circuit of the house, not a trace of Margot. We must find her. Oh, I'm afraid I've drawn both of you into terrible danger, Mr. Cranston. Margot must be somewhere in this house. Mr. Legrand, do you know of any secret panels in this room? No, maybe Keith would. I wonder where he is. So do I. Over the entire house, I haven't seen the sign of either him or Melinda. Someone's coming. Look, there's a candle glow on the stairs. Don't make a sound. It's Margot. Are you all right, Margot? There's something I have to do. What's the matter with her? I don't know. She's picking up the letter opener. I've got to find Helen McGrath. Margot, put that down. Oh, Margot, listen to me. Give me that letter opener. <sighs> oh, Margot. Oh, I'm so dizzy. My head is Margot, can you tell us what happened? I can't remember. Lamont, I was standing by the fireplace and the lights went out. Someone grabbed me. Do you know who it was? Oh, I know. I had a mad impulse to stab Helen LeGrand. Yes, Margot. Been a victim of post-hypnotic suggestion. Oh, Margot. I almost committed murder. But not quite. We'll beat this thing, whatever it is, tonight. Somebody in this house is in on wholesale murder, Margot, and there's no ghost. What do you mean? Didn't want to tell you until Mrs. LeGrand went up to her room. When Keith and I went out of the cauldron, I noticed another pair of footprints beside George's. Tiny footprints like those made by a woman's slipper. Woman's slipper? I don't understand. I found something else. Wasn't the storm that put out the light. How do you know? While we were looking for you, I noticed the fuse box in the hall was ajar. One of the fuses had been removed. Come on, do you think Keith couldn't see? Keith, if I could only remember... Keith? Hypnosis. I've got it. I know where I've seen him before. Look, Margot. Go on upstairs, stay in your room, and lock the door. Well, what are you going to do? I think it's about time the shadow took a hand in this game. I've got a hunch that old caretaker isn't the superstitious fool he seems. Is that you, Keith? Yes. Why did you ask me to meet you out here? I was afraid to talk in the house with those two meddlers around. We have nothing to fear from them. I'm not. Miss Lane has been questioning me. What was that? Nothing. You're just nervous. I'm sure I heard someone. Sounded like a footstep. No, no one's here. Let's get on with it. What do you want? 
and understanding, Chief. I've already told you there's nothing to share until we get rid of the whole family. It's taking too long. There's only Mrs. Legrand and the child left. Well, Mrs. Legrand should be dead by now. Murdered by Miss Lane. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's rich. Only Ella Grand could plan things so cleverly. Now, now what about the child? You'll have to wait. I'm tired of waiting. Something may go wrong. You want to spoil everything? Remember, Melinda, I've got a better claim on this estate than you, and if I wanted to be uncharitable, I needn't give you anything. You wouldn't dare. I'd go to the police. Oh, no, you wouldn't. You're what the law calls a partner in crime, Melinda. They'd find you just as guilty as I. Maybe you're thinking of getting rid of me, too. But remember, Keith, I'm not a Legrand. Your ghost can't lure me into the cauldron. My mother was a servant in this house for 30 years. They promised her a share of the estate for her royalty, and she never got it. But I want it, and I'll have it, do you hear? I'll have this house or no one will. Wait. What? Who's there? Well, what are you doing out here? Tommy. Poor little Tommy. I tiptoed into his room. Walking ever so gently. He's the last of the Legrands, isn't he, Papa? Soon there'll be none left. Then I can have the house. You promised it would be mine again. Fool, what have you done? Only what you told me, Papa. I... Call to Tommy. He's coming out here. No, not tonight, you idiot. He must go. He's the last of them. He's coming to play a game with me. Go back to the house. That won't be necessary, Keith. Who spoke? It's the shadow. <laughs> where, where? Where are you? Standing right in front of you. I... I can't see you. I've clouded your mind. What do you want here? I'm here to make you confess your crimes. You murdered the Legrand brothers. You can't prove they were murdered. There are no bodies. Yes, that was clever of you, Keith. Cauldron leaves little evidence. They were murdered, all right. You ought to that death by that mad woman over there. <laughs> I'm Clarence Legrand. This house is mine. All mine. Quiet, you fool. No, you see, the shadow knows the truth. Years ago, you toured the country with a carnival, giving exhibitions of hypnosis. Tonight, you kidnapped Miss Lane, gave her the post-hypnotic suggestion to murder Mrs. Legrand. Is that true? That mad girl is your daughter. You persuaded her that she's the notorious Florette Legrand, that she has the power to lead men to her graves. She's the one who lured the Legrand brothers to the cauldron. You have no proof? Oh, yes, I have. I overheard your little talk with Melinda. What? That footstep? That was you? Yes. You knew all the brothers were sensitive, moody... You kept feeding their morbid imaginations with your ghost story. And you let your mad daughter loose. She bore an amazing resemblance to Florette Legrand's picture. That and the mist down here did the rest. They'd have followed her anywhere. All right, yes, Shadow, it was my plan. I'm a Legrand, too. My brother cheated me out of this estate so that his son could inherit it. They didn't know that I was their uncle. And I knew things about this house that they never knew. Secret doors, a hidden room where I concealed my lovely mad daughter. And with her help, I got rid of my nephews. You committed your last crime, Heath. I'm going to turn you over to the police. You'll have to catch me first. I know every inch of this land, Shadow. This treacherous land. You wouldn't dare follow me through these swamps. No, but I'm going to stop you. Put your arms behind you. You won't get me so easily. Yeah. Brother! Brother! Yes, Papa. He's got my arms. 
I guess that solves the mystery of the Legrand ghost. Mm, so it was Keith's daughter. Yes. The costume and veil she wore belonged to the first Florette Legrand. They were family heirlooms. Keith and Melinda were in the scheme together. Now Melinda's in jail where she belongs. Lamont, you never did tell me what happened out of the cauldron. Well, that was a narrow escape. Keith almost succeeded in pushing the shadow into the cauldron. His daughter tried to help him, but naturally she couldn't see the shadow. She and Keith tangled. He fell back into the cauldron and pulled her in. Oh, how horrible. No more horrible than the crimes they committed. Oh, um, by the way, Lamont, here's a little folder I thought you might be interested in. Hmm? Visit the historic Bayou country where old world charm and romance make for restful vacationing. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Shadow Program is based on a story copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, the shadow will demonstrate that... The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadows' daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen. This is Ken Roberts saying, keep the home fires burning with blue coal. This story produced by the BM&W Coal Company, distributors of blue coal. This program came to you from New York. This is Mutual. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. What a spooky ghost story that actually had no ghost in it at all. Also, almost a fatal fall for the shadow. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.